GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. I hope you're well. If you're already missing the weekend, how about tickets for the Route 45 Festival this Saturday? We're going to talk live music with Stephen Noni Bellillo, Albert Fernandez from the band Underhill, and Nick Hassan from the band My Sick Pocket. They'll be raising money for cancer relief with the Route 45 Festival this Saturday. Athlete Kim Baglietta will join us after setting a new national record for the marathon, less than three hours. And we'll talk about the GBC Sports Unsung Hero Award with GBC Sports Coordinator John Shepard. But first, the beautification of Lamport has been awarded to Profield Contractors Limited for the sum of £913,000. Our reporter Ian Triai Clarence is here. Ian, what do we know? Well, we heard of the intent for a redesign years ago. Uh, planning permission was awarded in t- October 2022. As you've said, Profield have just been uh, given the contract, £913,000. It's quite an extensive area. So it runs from sort of the area of Corral Roads all the way up until the tunnels and includes the bit between the tunnels as well. So it, from where the bank used to be, yeah, which is currently a, a construction site, uh, all the way through until the tunnels and, and through the tunnels themselves. The, the bit between or the, the tunnels, first where, tunnel, where right? Domino's Pizza is. So... Um, yeah, I mean, as you've said, it's the it's the first iconic view you get of Gibraltar. You see the Rock of Gibraltar. If you're walking in. Yeah. And for walking tourists coming in, the next bit of, you know, iconic, uh, the iconic bit of Gibraltar you see is that drawbridge. You know, we're, we're very used to seeing it, but the drawbridge, the tunnels, you know, oh, this, this is the fortress of Gibraltar. And it has fallen into a bit of disrepair over the last few years. As I've said, the intent has been there and they haven't actually refurbished it. Um, we imagine we'll see the same sort of treatment as we've seen other in other areas of Gibraltar where we marry old and new, the, the GBC building being a prime example of yeah. that, where you know you keep the old uh, the old structure and judge it up a bit, add some new yeah, features. Yeah, like the, the the old stone walls, the the wooden uh, doors, exactly that sort of thing. That sort of thing, street furniture, new paving. That's the expectation of what we'll see with this project. Uh, Profield, we see their work everywhere. Uh, I just looked at up a few of their old projects, you know, Bishop Ganesha House, Natwest House, Parliament Lane, Alameda Playground, the Yacht Club design, external refurbishment of Lathbury, which will be this sort of thing. And you mentioned that they are working on the building that houses yeah. the old bank. So That's sort of, right. they're working on the whole area. Hopefully they'll you know have a holistic view of what they want to achieve. Yeah, and I suppose from the contractor's perspective, it makes sense to, to have two neighbouring mm. sites. Um, so if there's a pause on any one of them for a moment, they can shift their resources to the other one. They've already got access to to the site. Um, mm. They know where they can store um, materials while they're working there. Uh, so I presume it makes sense for them. And we, we don't know yet, but potentially those works could start in, in the coming weeks, but definitely in the next few months. No? Yeah, we'll... we'll report as soon as we hear we haven't got a time frame yet but yeah hopefully it'll just facilitate that progress as well because as you say if they're already working there they already have access to the to the pipes to the electricity to areas that they need to be careful of so that takes away from time that a new uh, contractor would have to to spend on that gibraltar today with jonathan scott Kim Baglietto has set a new national record for the marathon. Uh, she completed the Zurich Marathon de Sevilla in under three hours, two hours, 59 minutes, and I think 
49 seconds is what we're yep. going with. No, okay. yep. uh, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on breaking another national <laughs> record. How does it feel? Uh, it hurts a lot, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, no, yeah, it feels really, really good. I was really, really proud with the with the, um, with the the sub three hours. It was what I was aiming for. And to be honest, at the kilometre 28, I had completely given up on the idea. So I'm really, really proud of it. Uh, yeah, how come? Um, my calf sort of went at the kilometre six mark. So I basically ran about 35, 36 kilometres in quite a bit of pain. And from about 25 to 34 it was really, really excruciating. Um, I stopped about four times. I didn't actually think I was going to finish the race. So, I mean, what, what goes through your mind when your calf is hurting? Do you think, um, I could damage it, I need to stop, but also I think I could break the record? Or It was it was sort of, um, it was like good devil and the bad devil, not on your shoulder <laughs> sort of a thing, like one saying you should really like not continue, but I'd trained so hard for this, I'd worked so hard, Um and I'd put in so many miles and so many kilometers and there were so many people there, like all my family had traveled up um, to watch it. So I was like, if okay, if, if I don't break the record or I don't go sub three hours, but at least cross cross the finishing line. I didn't think it was that that bad that I thought I would tear it or something. I, I th- that was going to be my question. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have a concern about the long term. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's just maybe it was a lack of hydration the day before um, and it just caused the, cup, the muscle to cramp and to tighten. But it was obviously really, really painful uh, running on it for Clara. such a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and amazingly, this was your first marathon. Yeah. <laughs> How come? It's a long way to go. It's a long way to run. So... It just never really sort of appealed to me, I'd say. Um, but I thought, you know, if I'm if I'm going to do one, I think I'm in as good a shape as I have ever been. So I thought now's the right right time to to try it. Um, yeah. So r- running for three hours just under um, at that pace, it's. I mean, obviously you've had to do the physical training and the build up. But is the training as much about the mental preparation yeah. as it is the physical? Yeah. I mean, you've. I almost took it as a race of two halves. So I did the the, f- the first half, and I got through that, and then I was like, okay, it's just a, it's just another half marathon to go. Um, but mentally, it's it's difficult. You know, you you know you're going to be out there. You're going to be running for three hours. You know, you're going to be in pain. You have to think about your nutrition, your hydration. Um, so yeah, it's. I, I think if your head's not in it, there's you won't get through through the full marathon. To be honest. For sure. Um, and, and what things do you focus on to, to make sure that, um, you know, that that you're keeping up the pace that you're, what do you have to think of? I mean, you're, you're monitoring your pace, you're yeah. monitoring your breathing, yeah. you're thinking about how, how regularly you drink. Yeah. So I tried to get um, water at every um, sort of station that there was available to us just because I knew I had, to, it was quite hot in Sevilla. So you say it starts off cool in the yeah. morning. No, because it's February, but but, by, but, it, but it was about yeah. ninety. It started. Uh, we started. The, it was about nine degrees, and by the time the race was, it was by the time it was like eleven. It was about nineteen degrees. So the Clever. change in wow. temperature is is quite extreme. So you have to make sure you're hydrated. Um, but um, so, so yeah, see, uh, I don't know what goes through your mind. I don't know why am I doing this. <laughs> um, but no, the sensation that you feel when you cross that line is incredible. Do you listen to music or podcasts no. or anything? No, no, just no because um, you can take music actually in a race like this. But um, if you're running like an actual, like official race of, for example, a European Championships or a Commonwealth or something like that, you're not actually allowed to run with music. Okay. So I sort of train myself not to run with music just to not get used to having that thing 
uh, just to make the, extra. the punishment even Ex- more punishment. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you're not going to enjoy any songs while you do this. No, you're not. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I looked at my watch about every 5k to see if I was on track, and I was until about the 25th, 26th. So. Okay, and so uh, the, how do you to, to sort of state the obvious? How does this compare to to running a, a half marathon? What are the differences? Because we we know that you set the national record in the half marathon just a few weeks ago. It's a completely different race. It's completely different. I, and my coach Hector Romero was telling me it's, it's a completely different thing. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I was running and I was thirty kilometers into the race, I was like, oh my god, I've still, I've still got, got twelve, 12 kilometers. kilometers to go. <laughs> Which is a race in itself. Which is like a whole round the rock and a bit extra. So, so yeah, it's that sort of realization, not that oh my god, there's still over an hour of running left in this. Mm. So yeah, amazing. Um, and um, was that your sort of your main concern going into it? The not the not so much your ability to to run at that pace, but obviously to 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 be able to keep it up and yeah. to keep focused yeah I, that, that, I was quite worried about that actually about um, being able to focus for the full 42 kilometers because when I finish a half I'm quite you know mentally tired exhausted and just thinking like come on you have to keep going to, to think that I had to do double that and um, it was quite daunting to be honest and um, well, if you us do, um, you know, sort of three hours worth of concentrating nonstop without, you know, without sort yeah, of changing yeah, the yeah, rhythm, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, usually yeah. you, you want a, a quick break, a yeah. toilet break or whatever. It's, it's, it's sort of like uh, when I was running, I'd be like, okay, stay with this group for a little while. And then maybe I would speed up. So I'd be like, okay, so catch the next group and sort of um, like trying to distract my mind um, as much as possible. Almost running like small races within mm, the race. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like, let's catch up to this group and then maybe, oh, they're going too fast. So let's see if they try not to run alone because to run alone 42.2 kilometers is... But, is <laughs> Yeah, but I suppose, as you say, like it's also dangerous to uh, let the adrenaline take over and think, oh, actually, this group is running yeah. a bit quicker than I planned, but maybe I can keep it up. And then 10 or 12 kilometers in, you think, what am I doing here? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, um, Kim, I mean, I was looking at the um, uh, Gibraltar Amateur Athletics Association's website earlier, and uh, you hold, I mean, Ian Tri Clarence told me to look at it because he said, oh my goodness, she's got practically every record. I think you've got every <laughs> middle to long distance record, indoor and out, apart from the 3,000 kilometer, so the uh, 3,000 meter, sorry. Yeah, the um, track one. Yeah. So is that on the cards as well, just to make it a full house? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. Um, it has to be done on the track. So... <laughs> Makes it harder. Yeah, it does make it harder. It's a bit more difficult running round round mm. um so laps on the track. I mean it's only what uh seven and a half. Seven and a half laps, yeah. So that's that's not too bad. It's not like the ten K that I had to run in Guernsey, which was twenty five laps. Um I don't know, I'd have to do a lot more speed work for that one. Um because the obviously the training is completely different um and the requirements are for the race as well. We'll see. Because uh. that was you like eight, nine years ago. No, yeah, you were doing yeah, thousand, yeah, yeah. I remember being in Orland. No, where you set the... 800. 10, 800. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 800. Yeah, 800 yeah. was in Orland. Um, I set the 10 and the 5 in Jersey in 2015. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So so you don't rule it out, but it's not something that you're sort of thinking about. Yeah, exactly. You are thinking about no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Maybe it's more States of Europe championship. Okay. Um, but I don't know. It's not something that's. Um, I I'm more keen to run another marathon. Yeah. See what see what I can do without the 
aggravated cough. The niggling cough. sort of right cough. <laughs> yeah. But the, the Sevilla one is a good one, no? It's a very good one. It's very flat. It's really nice. Well, a good nice. time of year to run. I know it's hot, but it, relative, no? Because yeah. No, 19, Sevilla is, yeah. is not, it's not windy. Like there's Valencia in December, but Valencia tends to be, can be quite windy because it's more on the coast. Um, so yeah, maybe so Sevilla maybe next again year. next year. We'll okay. see. And for the rest of 2024, I mean, it feels like it's, to, to quote a colleague of mine, it's her year already. It's February <laughs> and it's already her year. Um, I've got a couple more races um, locally. We've got the Top of the Rock race. Um, and then I'm doing the Chiclana half marathon, the Algeciras half marathon. And the in December, I'll be doing the Malaga half marathon again. And um, those are the ones I've signed up to for now. We'll see if anything Good stuff. else. Good stuff. Um, Congratulations coming in from Eloise and Priscilla. Thank you. And also from John, who said, uh, well done, Kim, sub three hours. What a great performance. <laughs> Thank um, you. Can you tell us a little bit, John says, uh, about the other uh, women who you were up against and, and what your placing was? Because I, there are some sort of like world class. Yeah, I think there was the highest number of elite athletes this year in the race because obviously Sevilla is renowned for being such a flat, fast course um, that I think there was like over 250 and they were all obviously going for the for wow. the um, Olympic qualifying standard. Ah, right. And um, with quite a few actually of the women achieving that in in, in the marathon. Um, Place-wise, I don't know if I was the 100th woman in um, with over 13,000, I think, competitors. Wow. Um, obviously not all women, but quite a few women. Um, to be, um, I was doing quite well actually. I was in the top 100, um, it's about 75th place for most of the race until towards the end where I just dropped off a bit, blew off, blew up. Um, but yeah, no, um, really happy with that. So not as good as I had performed in the half, but um, considering it was my first full, I, I'll take it. And um, yeah, I mean, amazing performance. I, I, I remember looking at your statistics when uh, you you posted. I think, um, or, or you kindly shared with us uh, a, a screenshot of your um, when you did the half marathon national record. Your average heart rate was ridiculously high. <laughs> what was it? One eighty. One eighty two. One eighty three. Something yeah. like that. I mean, is that is that normal? I know that sort of. I think women's average heart rate can be higher no, than 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 men's. But when I saw it, I was like, "Wow!" Well, yeah, and that's a wrist based um, heart rate, though. So I don't I don't run with the with the um, polar thing yeah, underneath your chest. Yeah, I yeah. don't run with that because I find it's quite uncomfortable, really. And if I'm honest with you, I don't look at my heart rate at all during the race. Right. I sort of I I hardly ever look at my watch. Really, I run by feel. So if I'm feeling good, I'll try and pick up, and if I'm not. If I'm feeling quite tired, then then I sort of back down. Heart rate is not really something I concentrate on, though. But um, yes, it tends to come out ridiculously high when I do some but not, these races. But not worryingly high. No, yeah, no, that's no, no. usual for you. Yeah, or... yeah. It tends to be around the 182, 180. Sometimes even at 10k, it can go up to 183, 84 average. <laughs> with average, some yeah. spikes into 188, 190. So that's a long time to. To have your heart rate, so, av- you know, yeah. exactly like that. But elevated. then my resting heart rate is very low, so it goes down how, how, to about thirty-eight, thirty-six at night. Um, that is, yeah, sleeping. that is very low. So yeah. So you must have a big heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Physically. Physically, yes. <laughs> I'm sure metaphorically as well. <laughs> on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott.
we're going to carry on talking sport today because the GBC Sports team is looking for Unsung Hero Award nominations. People who just go about their business helping sport to thrive in Gibraltar 365 days a year and, and without looking for you know, much um, it, it, by way of um, recognition necessarily. But if somebody's life has been improved, if if you've seen a coach or a helper really uh, go that extra mile, then John Shepherd, you, you want to hear about it, don't you? Well, first of all, 366 days this year because it's a leap year. <laughs> no days off. No days off. No days off. <laughs> Good man. Um, yeah, I just... Getting people's opinion, it's something that's been on a slow burner for a couple of years since we brought the award in. Um, we looked for the Unsung Hero, um, and when you see the emails coming in, um, you just see the variety of people out there that really do go under the radar. So um, looking forward to um, being announced when we do the Sports Awards, but get those nominations coming in. So, uh, a quick reminder then, how can they do that? It's just um, email unsung at gbc.gi. Um, it's that simple. Um, and you can just give us a line of who they are. We, we tend to know who the people are ourselves. But um, you can write a couple of paragraphs. You can write um, an essay on what, those, what they particularly bring to the sport in the public what they bring to sports in Gibraltar. And by way of reference, last year it went to Kyra Sene. Remind us what work she was recognised well, for. Well, Kyra was the second recipient. She did. The, uh, she's synonymous with lots of sports in Gibraltar, but basketball is her main passion, and uh, she really throws herself into looking after the youngsters, um right down to the three, four-year-olds. She's always around the sports hall. She really gives her gives her all. I mean, our first nom- our, f- our first recipient was George Davidson, um, out with the rowing, out on his boat, supporting anything on the water. Fantastic achievement for countless years. It was a really good kickoff for the unsung hero. And Kyra followed it up, and it was on a similar on a similar footing about looking back at what she's been at, what she's done, and what George has done was really good. The one thing we struggle with is trying to keep it quiet. The first two have been brilliant. It's very hard to when you get someone to come and they've not been invited to sports awards before. It's difficult to for them to understand why they're there, but um. And you, and you want to try and keep it a surprise so we that you tell try, them on the night, live try, on television. We try and get it um, on the night. I mean, George, um, his family came in midway through the VT. Um, he, was, he was still completely oblivious. Kyra was... Um, it was a difficult one. John Gazelle is president of uh, Gibraltar Basketball. Um, he managed to get her there under false pretenses. So it was, it was good. So when we do finally sit down and select the person for this year, it's um, mum's the word. It's uh, keep keep it under the hat. <laughs> um, so uh, th- there are a lot of people doing great things in local sport. 
but but this is an unsung hero award which really is looking for somebody who's um helping to make sport happen not necessarily winning the gold medals or the league titles themselves yeah we i think we celebrate on the evening um lots of achievements um that are, are, are well documented um these these are the people that are under the radar these are the people that don't necessarily spring to mind to people outside of that particular sport or sports that they're doing um and it's 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 um it's something we've wanted to bring in and it's something that i think that's been well received by the public in general for sure uh, and and there are so many people if you think of i mean there are uh, increasingly professional aspects of sport locally but there are so many people who give all their time voluntarily uh, to to sort of for, for the love of it first and foremost, but but to to also bring up uh, the standard for for younger sports people. That's it, totally. Um, it's it, like in a nutshell, it is the unsung. So people can take away from what what they want from that. It's unsung. Um, it's it is that under the radar. Why not, John? Uh, unsung at gbc.gi. If somebody is listening to you and thinking. I know somebody who is deserving of praise and who always goes the extra mile. That's the email, unsung at gbc.gi. Get in touch with John and the rest of the GBC sports team and hopefully that um, that person who has uh, enabled and, and, and made Gibraltar's local sports scene that little bit richer uh, can get recognition uh, on the night of the GBC Sports Awards. Do we, do we have a, a date fix for that yet? Um... It's later than it normally is. I mean, Easter's earlier, so we have to take that in consideration. You got the mischief at the end of the, end of March, um, so that's really put a little bit of um, distance between when we're having it. Obviously, we'd like it earlier in the year, but we have so many fantastic things going on in Gibraltar. We've got to try and find a date that's unique for us and that uh, uh, people can celebrate it. Uh, what you want is people involved. Um, so the date is going to be set probably um, after ESA, but very soon after ESA. So, okay. um, yeah. As soon as it's confirmed, you, you'll let yeah, us know. Yeah, we'll let you know. All right. John Shepherd, GBC Sports Coordinator, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about that Unsung Hero Award. No problem. This is Gibraltar Today. We're going to talk about live music in just a moment, and that's because the Route 45 Festival will raise money for cancer relief as of this weekend, and um, and one of the bands you'll be able to enjoy is Ace of Slades. Ace of Slades, Devil Don't 
Own My Soul, playing for you on Radio Gibraltar, giving you a, a little sample of what you can enjoy this Saturday at Viceroy Gibraltar, as from five o'clock. The Route 45 Festival is bringing together eight bands, two DJs and more. So let's discuss that now with Stephen Noni Belilo, Albert Fernandez and Nick Hassan. Thank you so much for joining us, gents. Um, so, Route, the Route 45 Festival, um, where does it start? What, what's the, how, how was it born? It was an idea that we had last year. It was supposed to be a weekend thing. Um, so we were supposed to have uh, live music on Friday, Saturday and Sunday using different venues. But we had so many things going on. So we couldn't do it. So we, were, we tried to do at least two events and we ended up just getting all the bands together for the Saturday, so we have eight bands performing as from 5 p.m. until nearly one o'clock at night, and the two DJs as well. No, so I think it's going to be the first. Hopefully, next year we could do what we actually wanted to do. But uh... oh, but you gotta you gotta <laughs> you dream big, then you you start and, and uh, you have to deal with all of the logistical we'll challenges. We'll get there. And... Okay, so among the bands playing is My Sick Pocket, uh, uh, Nicholas Hassan. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, h- how your music is going at the moment. Uh, the music's going fine. Uh, we've established at least like eight songs. Uh, kind of like formed this in the 18th of December. The band was kind of like in hiatus um, before then. So I say, I haven't heard you for a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been quiet. Um, I was busy with other things as well. So work commitments, family, that takes time away from music. But I have been keeping busy with the band since the 18th of December with um, Wim Fernandez on guitars and Labi Gabriel Moreno, drummer. Good guys. And we've established eight songs that we are going to be performing on the night of the, the Saturday coming up now. And for somebody who hasn't heard My Sick Pocket, how would you describe your sound? Um, well, My Sick Pocket ain't your typical household brand name. <laughs> you know, it's uh, alternative, post-grunge with a bit of shoegaze. For those who are not familiar with shoegaze, you know, you can listen to a band called Swerve Driver, you know, very, very cool sound going on there. Um... I think it would be a good experience for people who haven't heard it before. It's very alternative and the kind of the elements of music we're trying to forge in this time round with Wynn and Lobby, it's kind of like a bringing back the 90s elements of music. So, yeah. You're quite, a, to showing that. you're quite a technical player, no, yourself? Um, well, enthusiastic about the, my instrument, yeah. <laughs> Not technical. <laughs> what, what, Stephen, what's Nick like as a, as a guitarist? He's one of the best guitarists we've got in gym. He's been performing in UK in various uh, metal bands, uh, and, and for those who play metal, know how difficult it is to play bass. So um, I'm thrilled to see them back in action. I, I'm sure they're going to put on a good show. And when he says '90s music, he means the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was you thinking. Can go down that route if you want. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I was thinking Spice Girls and that sort of so, thing. Yeah, when I saw the other awesome, man. <laughs> I get good man, man, good man. After a few drinks, you will dance to it. <laughs> it's a C, it's a C. It happens. It's not really your sound, though. <laughs> nah, not my sound, not my sound, no. No, no but, um, but, but um, you... you uh, you, you sort of you, you love your music, no, Nick? And, and, Absolutely. And you yeah. pour a lot Since into I was it. like 18, started uh, my bass journey, you know, but from Rest in Peace, Philip Valverde. I bought my Yamaha bass, red one there, translucent, amazing. And I started on there, bought like three books of uh, chili peppers, and I literally locked myself the whole summer to learn play bass, yeah. Okay, bueno. Came out, and yeah, I remember starting a band called Wasted with um, Colin Pons, who was a singer. Yeah. And it was just a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers covers we were playing back then. 
Yeah. And that's Good where it all times, comes yeah. from, no? Yeah. Well, no, lovely to, to have you and to know that, uh, awesome, that yeah. you're going to be playing on Saturday. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Route 45 Festival, which is uh, helping to raise money for cancer relief, starting at 5pm at Viceroy uh, in, um, uh, yeah, in, in the Ocean Village area. Uh, let's bring in Albert Fernandez now from the band Underhill. Um, good afternoon, Albert. Tell us uh, a little bit about your band. Yeah, well, our band, um, I'd say it's a family band. We're all definitely family members. Uh, I play the bass, uh, my brother plays the guitar, my younger brother the, the drums, and, and now uh, his wife Karen, she's now our lead singer. Um, Amazing, everyone, so you're keeping it in the family 100%? Yeah, keeping it in the family, which is probably why we've been together for 20 odd years. Uh, we can't really uh, break up. <laughs> even so, if you wanted to. Even if we wanted to, we still have to see each other at Christmas. Um, so, so yeah, our, our band, we, we tend to play a lot of uh, punk covers, so things from Green Day, um, Sum 41, um, other things uh, and then what we do a lot as well is that we'll take 80s songs things like 99 Red Balloons uh, things like um, Heaven is a Place on Earth and we'll put a punk spin a fun spin on them um, so that's what we tend to do we've been playing a lot in the Nelsons lately um, so it's a more light-hearted way of, of playing music pretty fast which is how we like to play things everything's up to 11. Split up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So what, you, you take a normal song and you play it a little bit quicker than... Yeah, so we'll play, uh, we'll, we'll take a, a, a song, I don't know, such as It's Raining Men, and we'll put a punk spin on it and put a bit of fun to it and uh, we'll put our own spin on, on stuff as we go along. Nonny, what's, what's the result? It's punk, huh? Uh, I remember watching these guys in in Gaza in the nineties, eh? Yeah, <laughs> so I I think they were my first experience of local music. So I'm glad to see that they continue doing what they love doing and they maintain that uh, that uh, element of of punk, fun punk, no? Um, I used to watch them in rock and rock as well, no? So it's a uh, it's really great to have them on board, and I, I love when people get any other songs and, and play around with it. Yeah, no, yeah, um, make make them your own. Yeah, no? yeah, it's, it's love, yeah. And uh, and and what what does it mean to to take to the stage and and, and perform locally? I mean, uh, what what is? I mean, for us, it's, it's performance is everything. We don't particularly with, uh, you know, we don't do originals. We like being on stage. We like performing. We get a lot of energy out of it. Um, I always like to say that we might not be the best musicians, but we're more than the sum of our parts. Um, we put a lot of energy into our music, and at the end of the day, we whether we're playing to no one or four people or, or a, a big crowd, the energy for us is the same. Um, and it shows. It shows in our music, and it shows in the way that we play. And for you, Nick, what, 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 is, you know, what, what do you get from a live performance? Uh, I get a good kick and good buzz out of it, you know? I do like... Um... You know, expressing myself, you know, in terms of with this project, I do like um, expressing myself vocally, playing bass with Wayne Fernandez on guitars and Larby. Um, it's just good. And I mean, for someone like Steven as well, with his band going on for 20 years, you know, that, that, that's, that gives significance and purpose, you know, and to someone who likes music, you know. you got to have significance and purpose being a musician. And you really need to showcase what you are, what you want to do. You know, if you don't have that, then... You don't want to be locked inside your room all the time just playing yeah. for yourself. You know, you need to show people what you can showcase, and that's it, important. It, it kind of brings everything together, no? Like Absolutely. All of the... And Stephen, you know, chairman of MAG, you know, doing all this, you know, that gives significance to musicians locally as well to do their showcase. You know, it's important. It's important to support local music. And, yeah, for me personally, playing music is a great experience. And you feel... Whether uh, I'm playing for four people, like he says, or whether I'm playing for, like, 50, 100, 1,000... 
still the same buzz, still the same kick. And and do you feel like uh, live music is in a good place at the moment? Mag is doing a lot of organising. I mean, I it's think kind I, of in. They're doing rightly now. They're doing rightly and they're going strong on it. And I think by the the few conversations I have, Stephen outside, you know, I think he's really pressing on and really promoting what needs to be done locally as well musically, for the people of Gibraltar, local talents. All right, well, no, but let's uh, bring it back to you, Stephen. Um, we, we've heard a little bit about um, why the, the origins, if you like, of the Route 45 Festival, but uh, if somebody's just joining us, why should they be there at Viceroy this Saturday? Yeah, we sold already over 150 tickets, uh, so we know that it's going to be good ambiente. No? Um, we have eight bands, and really good bands. We have a bit of everything. We have a, a lot of variety. We have DJs that, that will that will mean that we, there's going to be music all the time. Jehan has secured us with plenty of pinchitos, burgers, and all kinds of beers. So musicians are going to be happy, and the crowds coming are going to be happy as well. We do invest a lot of time in uh, in in our sound. So anyone who's been in a Mac gig knows that we take care of the sound because we want the musicians to be comfortable. No, that's As, our uh, top so priority. The, the setup will be a good one. So It'll we're going to have good, a good yeah? setup. Uh, Viceroy is a really nice place for for live yeah. music. It's uh, the acoustics are really good, and the, the, uh, we're gonna. It's gonna. You have to come because we're gonna do something special there. Um, the stage is gonna work really well, and. I think uh, this is the first big concert of the year. I think this is going to be a little promo of what uh, the Gibraltar and Sound Festival is going to sound like in September. So if you liked it last September, come to this one and it's only going to get better. Brilliant. And it's all for a good cause. Cancer Relief Centre, you know how I feel about that. And the more money we raise, the better. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.